And welcome to the Friday, November 30th, 2007 edition of the Relevant Podcast. Back in full effect after a much-needed Thanksgiving break. Hope everybody had good turkey times. The Relevant Podcast is the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. I'm Cameron Strang. Here with me is Relevant Managing Editor, Jesse Carey. Hello. Relevant Operations Manager, Maya Strang. What's up? And the winner of the staff guest host participation contest for this week, (laughs) our new Brit, Lloyd Kinsley. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) This is the BBC World Service. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I listen to NPR, either like really late at night or something, and they click over to World Service. Yeah, to the BBC. Yeah, and that was amazingly accurate. From. <laughs> that's because I'm British. <laughs> you know that, right? <laughs> oh, got a really good British so accent. So that's what the BBC is all about. <laughs> so Lloyd is our new senior web designer. He moved over here from London with his wife, Becky, son, Elijah, who's three and a half, and soon-to-be-born baby. And uh, you guys moved over, what, three weeks ago? Yeah, just over three weeks now. You're settling in? We yeah. are. We're getting used to the... <laughs> The uh, U.S. isms. Now, what what would you say is the biggest differences between life in America so far and life in Britain? Um, I guess food. That's the main thing. There's so much better here. <laughs> yeah, in and some, more of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going for more of it. Uh, yeah, there's a lot more food, and there's a lot more choices of food and so, there's so a lot like, more you ways mean like to a, eat it. Like in a grocery store, there's more choices or you mean like in a typical restaurant menu? No, no, restaurant menus. In in the stores, it's actually not as much, I mm. would say. Huh. Yeah. What What do you miss about English food? Uh, I miss real chocolate, but I also miss cups of tea. <laughs> cups of tea? We have we have lots of iced tea. We have sweet tea. <laughs> we <laughs> have some Snapple. Tea. <laughs> That's really nice for you. I mean real tea, though. Like... Property. This is the biggest thing that that Lloyd has complained about is the chocolate and tea issues here. He will not accept that any non-British chocolate is acceptable. Like even like a Hershey's bar, you take that and and it's just... That's that's rubbish. Yeah, I mean, you can eat Hershey's if if you like the taste of feet and dust. (laughs) It's just, yeah. I mean, I think it's that you you put stuff in the chocolate so it doesn't melt, which Mm. whatever that stuff is, is what makes it taste like feet. Okay, but we have like Swedish chocolate here and stuff, and your wife even found British. Yeah, you have Swedish chocolate here. That means it's not American chocolate, is it? Uh, What's something good about America other than uh, more food choices? I would say, well, being of Florida, the sunshine, the fact that you never would get kind of um, cold weather. In fact, the coldest it's been here felt like a lovely day, Mm -hmm. Uh, and everyone. Everyone here in the office came in wearing coats and jumpers. <laughs> so uh, yeah. our, our system of government is far superior. 
Um, you like our customer service. I do like that, actually. I like the People fact that no matter what I've done to the person, they will still say lovely things to me. <laughs> <laughs> they will still offer me everything, a lot of the time for free. Um, in fact, a lot of the people who you kind of, in any of the shops or any of the restaurants, they actually f- they have a look about them that kind of, you think, why are they so happy? So I think a lot of Brits might come over and be a bit kind of untrusting. Yeah. And they might think that, you know, a lot of your kind of customer service people might be a little bit high. <laughs> well, here in God's country, the customer's oh, always right. <laughs> well, we are glad to have you. Lloyd's been working on uh, some big changes to our web stuff that you, the listener, will be seeing um, before you know it. It's, it's quite exciting, some of the stuff that's going on. I'll just leave it at that. So we're glad to have you. So you're sitting in today. Uh, let's Some FYI stuff for you, some, for people to get to know you a little bit better. Uh, how old are you? 27. How long have you been married? Uh, five years. Oh, just over five years. How long have you been doing uh, design? Since 96. Wow. So how many years is that? 11. There you go. Thank you. Wow. Since you were 16. Uh-huh. That's amazing. Well, unless you call kind of when I was three and a white poo on the wall. If that's design, then yeah, I've been doing it since I was three. Uh, favorite band? Can I make a guess? Can I make a guess? (laughs) (laughs) The Beatles. (laughs) Um, I do like the Beatles, girls, but I I don't think I actually have a favorite. I think I've. I mean, there's been a lot of kind of criticism about my music selection. Um, Let's name name just a couple. Tiffany Uh, of the of the name and shame ones. Yeah, exactly. Um, Sure, you want to do this? (laughs) This is your reputation (laughs) now. No, I'm I'm curious. I'm curious. I mean, I like. I'm going to say the ones I like as well. I like, like kind a of guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure. Chicago. <laughs> you know that's here in America, right? Yeah, I, I mean... Don't you I like don't. British boy bands? Oh, that's harsh. <laughs> I like a band called McFly, which even at home, that's kind of, I would say, seen as a bit... Mm, more for teenage girls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm comfortable with my masculinity. Can, can I ask just a cultural question? Absolutely. Um, what is it like... Living in a country with royalty. I'm fascinated by this, by the way. I mean, there's, there's a whole family that have these extravagant titles and lifestyles, but they don't really wield any power. Here we call them televangelists. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, do you know what? I, d- I mean, you don't really kind of... They don't influence or affect anything you do kind of day-to-day life. Yeah. Um, at Christmas, obviously, you have the the Queen's speech, which everyone likes to listen I, to. I literally thought you were going to say at Christmas, you know, you get them a present. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> uh, money. Well, what, yeah, what are you going to the get? Christmas them? tax. I got you. Um, I got you a, a gift card for Debenhams, and they'll be like, <laughs> they "Thanks, ra- I own it." They come around door to door like in Robin Hood, collecting the Christmas yeah. tax. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't. You don't really kind of. Is life like Robin Hood in England? <laughs> Um, it depends. Do you, do you have evil sheriffs? Now, a lot. I'll be honest, and you may find this surprising because of my depth of insight into international cultures, but a lot of what I know of British culture has come from watching Mr. Bean. Um, and there was a hilarious episode involving him at the changing of the guard. Now, is the stereotypes about changing of the guard, is it accurate? Do they, can they really not flinch? Could I get up absolutely. in their grill? Yeah, absolutely. That, that is, is the that's one kind rule, of a good don't tradition. touch them. No, you can't. I mean, you could touch them. Uh, I guess. I mean, I've never, I've never 
heard about it or anything but if you were to i guess abuse them something would happen they'd step in but they're not allowed to move in any single way they they have to kind of freeze on the spot so the mr bean episode where he's doing all this funny stuff right in front of them is is accurate yeah pretty it was much. probably that was probably shot documentary style <laughs> that was not um, that was not a skit is what you're telling me yeah i mean of all the things to bring up about <laughs> british society you chose mr bean now one thing that's interesting is that lloyd you've listened to the podcast for a long time and a couple of years ago you would email me words that I had to say on the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Do you yeah. remember? Like, I, I think that's actually partly why things like random animals would have to emerge because I had, yeah, had to I say something in general. Silas Badger, that was a word I, I sent in. You did send oh, in yes. Badger. That's right. And it just kind of snowballed from there. Yeah. Look at what you started. <laughs> <laughs> you derailed this thing right at the beginning. <laughs> it's been all downhill from there. So, so, yeah. so you coming and being part of, of the podcast is now just almost like a fruition of the destiny. Yeah, is it is it surreal at all? I'm not trying to sound I'm not trying to sound um you know, have an overinflated sense of our influence, but I can only imagine that this is completely earth shattering. This is you. thrilling for you. I mean right it? now I'm absolutely just excited just to be sitting so close to you, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jesse behind your back before you came over. He, he he was working on his British accent mm-hmm. to make you feel more welcome, uh, saying phrases like "Hello, Governor," yes. things like that. And I, I actually aimed him when I was talking over Instant Messenger. Occasionally, I would try to write in a British accent, <laughs> which is very difficult. Did you add a lot of "us" or did you like put apostrophes in words and? Well, I ended them. up just sending him the same phrase over and over, which was "Hello, <laughs> Governor," <laughs> which is very easy to spell. <laughs> Now, how, how, Jesse, I got to ask how how is your British accent now? Terrible, <laughs> um, Jesse. That was amazing the way you answered that with the British accent. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently I'm not aware of all the intricate dialects that mm-hmm. I, I assumed. I, I assumed it was just all one large dialect. The way they all talk, kind of talk like this, and go to the candy shop, and then take the lift up to get some tea. <laughs> I assumed that that was mainly what their cons- conversations consisted of. No, as well as what their. Uh, but apparently, there's there's different there's different regional dialects that I'm not aware of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is in the same way that you have different regional. Dialects. Yeah, we have Southerners, Boston accent, Midwest accent. So you can you, see. Okay, where is you may know this? Where's Ozzy Osbourne from? That's what happens when you take drugs for that many years. <laughs> <laughs> that's I nothing to do with where he's from. I thought that was a regional dialect. It's called heroin. Well, we can hear the difference between you and your wife. Yeah, she speaks a proper. <laughs> Didn't she say <laughs> you she mean speaks? she's posh and I'm as common as you can get? It. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I I was kind of born in London and was brought up in like around London, so I'm more kind of close to Cockney as you you would find. Uh, close to what Dick Van Dyke tried. Um, whereas <laughs> Becky is kind of more... Um, she was brought up and I was dragged up, basically. So she she's kind of a lot more proper. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. What, what I've learned... Have you brought her down to your level? Oh, Sorry. yeah. <laughs> last few weeks is that basically that there's no rhyme or reason to it. That if there's an American way to pronounce it, they pronounce it the opposite. Mm-hmm. I think you'll find if, if there's a British way of pronouncing it, you will cho- choose the other way. It's not a case right. of we're doing anything well, you didn't. A lot of times, you th- the stereotype is you think uh, they would do soft A's, you know, mm-hmm. but we say pasta. They say pasta. You know, so it's like they just said, you know what? Stick it to you, Americans. We're going to choose to say it the other way. No, I think we did it. They were here first. 
Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, maybe. It was, yeah. They, they, they it was, chose all it the words. It was probably our rebellion, like, you know what? Stomp tax. I will call it a stamp tax. <laughs> and while we're at it, throw the tea overboard. <laughs> oh, bless That's you. That's probably how we developed our accent. <laughs> Is that why you don't have tea? Because you just were like, well, you know, if you're going to mess us up, we're just going to lose all the tea Screw in the this, country. Yeah. <laughs> We'll make coffee our thing. Screw this. How'd you like them apples? We're gonna put (laughs) sugar on everything. Yeah. We'll show those Brits. That's why everyone's so happy. Yep. Yeah. yeah, a lot of sugar. We're hopped up on sodium. We're self-medicated sugar. on sweets. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, you know, now that we've had kind of a uh, United Nations summit here mm-hmm. to start the podcast, some historical um, reconciliation, I think. I don't think reconciliation happened. <laughs> I think we <laughs> actually. I think we divided it even. <laughs> yeah, even I think bigger we illuminated was. the division. So um, whatever happens, Jesse's racist. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> or a dumb American. <laughs> He's mean. Yeah, just mean. A loud, He's a dumb, meanie. mean American. <laughs> now switching gears here for just a second before we before we get on with the podcast and go into slices and all that stuff. Um, there's no real easy way to segue into it, so I'm just gonna bring it up. Now I've known Lloyd for for several years, mm-hmm. and the the one thing that you're gonna get to know about him is he has had some traumatic experiences in his life. <laughs> Um, a few, I mean, they're all horrible, but there's, there's a couple that really kind of stand out. Now, on the message boards, when it was you versus Ryan Kelly, uh, that, that the listeners voted, you know, for who, who's going to sit in today, uh, one of the ways that you swayed the vote was that you, you promised that you would tell one story in particular. So I just want to, before we go any further, I want to give you the opportunity. You yeah, those who voted for me, I did it's say it was... Fair. It's only fair if he says it Yeah, now. okay, so, so now, the, the story that you prom- promised people on the message boards that if they voted for you that you would share it, you have to share it now. Uh, okay, um, in my teenage life, I did a lot of kind of, uh, like, just random jobs, kind of everything from, like, a paper round, you know, working in a toy shop. Um, but at one point, I volunteered for... Um, um, like an RSPCA, which I don't know what you guys. Humane are. Society, or yeah, something. like okay, uh, Dog Royal, so- Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Okay, and um, you volunteered. Well, I did. See, I wanted to be a vet at one point in my life. So part of the school program is you kind of you do work experience, and so mm-hmm. they found this place. But then I stayed on, so I, I worked there for a while after doing the two two weeks um, kind of set. Uh, work experience and, and by the way that name for the society the royal society for the prevention of cruelty for animals i would be terrified to even you know even come close to like a dog if i'm like driving my car if i knew like a <laughs> royal society was c- gonna come well, out i mean the guards will come it to is, you. i mean it's fairly serious if you're caught doing anything kind of in any way cruel to animals within great britain you're you're the people in front of the tower of london who have your heads on spikes <laughs> so so basically michael vick people hate him. Oh. <laughs> um, I mean, I thought he was demonized here. Over there, it's like the worst he could thing he could do. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> Does he hurt animals? Yes, I'm not okay with him. Then he's he's uh, he's a football player that has been arrested on felony charges of dog fighting. So head on a spike. <laughs> so he's actually got it easy here. That's what he's telling us. <laughs> Okay, so you're working at the uh, animal yeah. place. So I'm working for this place, um, and the, the jobs that I was kind of given, I mean, I was kind of the lo- the lowest person there, so um, it was things like they had lots of dogs, and I had to clean out all their um, poop, and then <laughs> pretty much the same for the cats, same mm. for all the animals, uh, and I'd have to kind of get all their meals prepared. But um, 
they had a few kind of rare, more rare animals that were either kind of someone had kept them as an exotic pet and then just left them to kind of roam wild. Um, one, of, one of these things was um, a Vietnamese pot-bellied pig. Um, and I don't know if you've ever seen them, but they're fairly big. Um, <laughs> they're the pigs that kind of make the other pigs think they're, they're kind of doing well on their diet. Um, but they, they had them in this kind of concrete breeze block made pen right but it had a slope in it so obviously because it was outside if it rained the water would drain off but every now and again because i was working kind of uh, in the autumn or the fall um <laughs> the the leaves would kind of get stuck down this drain um and then all sorts of kind of pig excrement would get uh-huh. backed up um so my job was to kind of get on my hands and knees pull the grate up pull out all the leaves and then and swim down there <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much um uh-huh. so i'm there and um you know, I'm I'm doing my best job to to unblock this drain, uh, and then all of a sudden I feel um, two fa- fairly weighted trotters pin me to a wall. Um, uh, I was in the kneeling position, and obviously from from behind that looks like a female Vietnamese pobelly pig, um, and I was stuck because this pig is is a lot of weight, uh, and that that pig went to town on me. I mean. Oh no. Uh, I totally forgot. And I was, I was stuck for probably, I would say four to f- four to six minutes, of just stuck with the sheer weight of this animal. Uh, and the whole time, because I was kind of, I was kneeling down into this drain, my head was just getting beaten backwards and forwards against a concrete wall. And there's like, I had grazes and. Dude, I am surprised that. That you did not become like... Like, I'm pretty sure that's how Hannibal Lecter became who he was. Like, what could have possibly demented someone to the, to to become... Oh, I just... <laughs> so, for some reason, you didn't want to come a vet anymore? Yeah, it was then that I found Photoshop. <laughs> and the Lord. <laughs> how did you not develop some kind of complex? Or Oh, I mean, I was, I was upset that, you know, he never called, but... <laughs> Other than that, he didn't... <laughs> I don't. I don't like. I don't have a hatred for any animals or anything. I still love animals, but and animals love you. Apparently, he yeah. loves birds. <laughs> I mean, that's true. You like birds. Oh, do your bird sound. Do your secret. I talent. don't know if I, if I do it right into the mic. It's gonna. Well, do it next to the mic. <laughs> now there's pressure. <laughs> that's unbelievable. That freaky. Oh, holy cow! <laughs> yeah, he learned that one day while he was cleaning a pig pen. <laughs> That is a whole other story with um yeah, with a hen and and some drink. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say you probably were fired from the RSPC. Yeah. Your boss is like, Lloyd, where are you? Oh my <laughs> <laughs> No, I tried to sue for sexual harassment. They didn't No, I wasn't. Um I mean not to go into too much detail, but uh, obviously by the time, because I was screaming um, for help, and nearly nearly the entire staff of the place kind of came to to see me, and none of them, none of them at all, lended, lended a hand in well, any way. Well, what could they possibly do at that point? Because oh, these oh, things are huge, but they're huge. Yeah, huge. So, but but see, the thing is, is it, when you get to know Lloyd, this sort of a story is not 
unusual. <laughs> tip of the iceberg. <laughs> it's not unusual. He has had more bad things happen to him. He's had more injuries. You have a mechanical arm, don't it's you? It's not mechanical. Oh. It's bionical. Bionical. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just it's one thing after another. It is. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it, it makes for good conversation stars. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that'll, that'll do it for our United Nations Summit. Up next, Slices. Xander is the night I am by your side Xander is the touch It's someone that you love too much Xander is the day The demons go away Listening to Blur, the song is Tender. Oh. Uh, and at the beginning of the podcast, you heard Gorillas with the song Dirty Harry. Are you catching a theme here? It's the British invasion. It's all British music today in honor of our very own Lloyd, Sir Lloyd Kinsley <laughs> coming over. Um, I prefer Esquire. <laughs> Lloyd Kinsley Esquire, or yep. is it Sir Lloyd Kinsley Esquire? No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> Yes. So pr- see, they're so proper. Yes, sir. No, no, okay. sir. Okay, I'm confused. All right. So here with slices. Here's Jesse. Lloyd, maybe you can provide some insight on this because I ever got. I actually got it from uh, the Reuters news agency, but it's the Reuters UK. Ooh. And it's written from a perspective. It's written from, um, you know, kind of a, a, a perspective looking into American culture. Mm. And it says that more Americans believe in a literal hell and the devil than Darwin's theory of evolution. It found that 79% believe in miracles, 75% in heaven, while 72% believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Now, they said that this was a, a little bit different because they refer to Christian, the American evangelicals as born-again Christians and compared to some of their beliefs to Catholics or Protestants, which I thought was interesting. I know it's just uh, kind of different terminology, but mm-hmm. it seems like they're all born-again Christians. But that's what they refer to kind of the American evangelicals. And they also said that um, some of these figures um, bewilder some Europeans, such as debates that um, uh, the Americans are having, whether to incorporate intelligent design into academic curriculum just over the theory of evolution. They said that's bewildering to some Europeans. From, from your cultural knowledge, would, would a debate over intelligent design and evolution, would that not be something common Within. Um, I would say that it, it, it's, it would be common. I mean, the thing is, people talk about all the other theories other than uh, Christianity yeah. in the UK, which is why it isn't as big a, a thing as it is over here. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the other theories are, are what kind of are going widespread at the moment, so kind yeah. of Scientology, all the, all the different ways of looking at a, a kind of creation and stuff that you kind of want to... You know, all these people looking for something, searching for something to, yeah. to kind of base and name their life around. There's, at the moment in the UK, there's a, there's a lot of that kind of just being spread around, and that's the kind of thing that's talked about most, um, you know, amongst the kind of the people who are at the age of kind of shaping their lives, you know, either teenagers or people kind of fresh out of university, kind of starting their adult life in that sense. Um, Scienti- yeah, I mean, Scientology is big. For real? Um, not, not. I wouldn't say kind of UK wide, but um, funnily enough, where um, where Becky's parents are from and where we'd been staying just before we moved out in that area um, is kind of almost the the kind of hub of um, Scientology to the point where Tom Cruise even has a house 
uh, oh, in wow. that area. So, um, yeah, is I mean, if it's enough alien, for him. Is there an alien ship landing pad? <laughs> uh, there is. I mean, there's some big hills with some markings kind of saying this way, and uh, <laughs> Tom lives here. <laughs> Isn't it funny? <laughs> Isn't it funny that Scientology is the only religion that it's, it's politically, it's not politically incorrect to make fun of? <laughs> you, can't well, say, you can't say one word about any uh, other religion, but you say something about Scientology, and even like the big like PC, you know, the ACLU thinks it's funny. Yeah, it's just tough to take it seriously as a quote-unquote religion when it was, uh, you know, basically written recently by a science fiction writer yeah. and yeah. just... You know, they decided to start make, collecting money. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's like yeah, you can't take anything seriously when it's five shades of crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's impossible. Yeah. But uh, four I, shades, maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's five. All right. Well, my slice is about a man that's not so smart. He's a 55 year old man that is up in Massachusetts and he robbed banks. He's on probation. Don't do bad stuff. Don't gamble. But what did he do? He went and bought a $10 lottery ticket and won a million dollars. For 20 years annually, he gets $50,000. Right. However, they're taking him to court to see if they can not have him get that money because he technically broke the law. He gambled. I'll have it. They said... Wait, they who, who's going after him? The lottery commission or the, or the probation officers? Probation. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. They probably could Isn't that get sad? It. Yeah. All right, well... <clears throat> People in Indiana, it's pretty conservative out there. It's very family friendly. They like corn. They do like corn. Um, <laughs> they like they, glucose. Yeah, they and I, I'd imagine they do all kinds of family things, like it's, take the buggy down to the Main Street USA. It's, it's the heartland of America. I mean, most I, I, most Saturday afternoons are spent sitting on the curb, licking one of those huge lollipops, <laughs> and playing with the ball on the little tennis racket and the rubber band, whatever that's called. Yeah, you like know? a ping pong paddle. Yeah, the, that's yeah. that's it. That's exciting. Well, they have hoops and sticks that they run down the, the children <laughs> yeah, run down the yeah. street. That, that's only like once a year. Okay. The big hoop and stick. <laughs> that's the parade. Gala. Hey, this cultural joke is lost on me, okay? <laughs> Do you um, have lollipops? As in sweet lollipops or as in ice lollipops? Those, Those are, are popsicles. popsicles. Yeah. No, they're not. They're lollipops. No, they're, no, they're popsicles. And then you get lollies. Mm-mm. All right, move on. <laughs> okay. Well... <laughs> As I said, this is a very family-friendly town, especially in the main retail area. So friendly that they don't want Victoria's Secret uh, showing off Victoria's Secret uh, <laughs> right in the middle of town. Hi-oh. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, this isn't, this isn't the UK. We're not that uh, progressive, you know, because Victoria's Secret, that's, that's English, right? Wasn't it Queen Victoria? I don't think we have Victoria's Secret. Oh, I thought it was some sort of, like, Victorian-era... I don't know. <laughs> you think that Queen Victoria yeah. had a secret and it's it was okay. that she was wearing dirty underwear. You don't underwear. have to know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, a group of residents have spearheaded a campaign to get the lingerie displays removed from the upscale outdoor mall, their whole window display. They actually say, representatives of the group say that teenagers and young children should not be able to see sexually charged images. Like I said, this is what town? What city is this? This is... is um, Carmel Clay's Terrace, I guess, is the name of the mall. And I think it's just outside of Indianapolis. Indianapolis, okay. Yeah. I was like, interesting. So, I mean, especially right here at the holiday season, I mean, it was an interesting time to spearhead the campaign. <laughs> you know, everyone's out buying their lingerie, and all of a sudden you got protesters Stocking up for the, the winter. <laughs> Stocking up for the long, cold winter. <laughs> mm. So This is the strangest slices ever <laughs> to see, though. I'm mixing it up. I, I will say that it'll be interesting to see the if this whole campaign of you know kind of the resurgence of American value. Well, 
American. I say, you know, these conservative morality, values. yeah, conservative values. I wonder if it will spread anywhere else. Exactly. Well, that'll do it for slices. Up next, feedback. You're listening to Dizzy Rascal. The song is Fix Up, Look Sharp. That's the British motto. Mm-hmm. It's the British way. First day I came in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> we told him, man, you really fixed up. You look sharp, but you don't need to do that here. Yeah. I would say it's playing right now at Relevant.TV, but it's not. Um, actually, speaking of which, Relevant.TV, we have decided that for the month of December, we are going to just do a best of 2007. Spotlight the best independent videos of the year. So when you tune in, um, instead of our normal rotation of like 50 videos, we've literally got a lot more than that going. And uh, it's gonna it's kind of a unique thing we're doing for the month of december so tune in and check that out it's the best of 2007 happening right now at relevant.tv all right it's time for feedback uh last time we were together we asked you for your worst thanksgiving disasters and you folks did not disappoint here are some of our favorite replies this one is from autumn bills nice name and i think that just means fall invoices like those call invoices. I think you, what you have there is spam. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, I got that too. <laughs> wait, a minute, so you're telling me stock tips aren't from readers? <laughs> I've invested a lot of money. You already did. You know, this joke. I need to step out. You did this joke already. <laughs> I haven't heard it. That's funny. Okay. Anyways, fall invoices said. My worst, Thanksgiving, <laughs> my worst Thanksgiving story was when my cousin's rabbit had a panic attack in the middle of dinner and keeled over and died before we got to the pumpkin pie. Wait, wait, where were they eating the rabbit? Yeah. Yeah. Before so we got to the pumpkin pie, it was rude enough to die. <laughs> we were going to kill it in front of everyone, but... So, yeah, I, there's a couple of holes in the story that I'm just um, curious about. One, how close in proximity to the table is the rabbit? I imagine having, it being at the pant- center table yeah. of it. They had a place attack. name. <laughs> <laughs> said it died. Said it was miserable and it was awkward. But in retrospect, it was hilarious. I think it's pretty funny. I think yeah. if any, anybody dies at the Thanksgiving table, it's miserable and awkward. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you would think that. There goes because- Grandpa. Oh. Oh. Uh, he went, no, he went there. <laughs> <laughs> I was going say, but you think a, a fellow woodland creature dying at the table. I mean, it's sad because it's a pet, but I mean. It's a little ironic if you think about it. You have a massive roasted turkey <laughs> well, sitting right maybe, there. Maybe it was a, li- a little Romeo and Juliet action going on. Maybe they were in love. You know, the the pheasant or the ham that you were eating for Thanksgiving was you know had a, a torrid love affair with the rabbit, and when he saw it dead, it died as it well. Had a panic attack, yeah. Out of sympathy. Oh, that's just it's actually quite romantic. It's romantic. <laughs> it weird. seems like a waste it's if very you ask me. Shakespearean. <laughs> no, it just seems like a waste. Whoever cooked that meal was like, okay, I prepared this huge turkey. If I'd have known there'd been rabbit available, <laughs> I'd have made a stew. <laughs> I would have prepared something else. You but. couldn't have died three hours ago. Thanks a lot. <laughs> now what are we going to do with it? Okay. Let's make slippers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have uh, someone wrote in, and this isn't actually 
their Thanksgiving, but it was about the race that I had to celebrate life, mm-hmm. the celebration of life race. And actually, they said that's a pretty big cause, and it's probably more common than just around here. Um, she said, because the reason she knows is because she has a race. She, she has a t-shirt, but the sentence that follows is, I didn't run the race. I just got it from a homeless shelter. Oh. And it's like, <laughs> why it's did a good you cause. take clothes from the homeless shelter? <laughs> like, she got it from, was it like, I, I'm just having trouble. Maybe it's more of a goodwill. Maybe yeah. she just went shopping at Goodwill and got Let's it. Let's hope. Oh, maybe she Let's hope she didn't, yeah, she yeah, didn't maybe steal she it off of homeless shelter. Just a success story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she emailed this to us. So. Yeah, that's good. Yay. Apple Store. Yeah. So that's, that is a something to be thankful for. Because, <laughs> it is thankful. <laughs> I mean, somewhere, we don't know exactly what happened, but somewhere along the line, someone donated a shirt to a homeless shelter. So that's <laughs> <laughs> what it's all about, guys. Your turn. Oh. Um, this is from Wesley Taylor from Kankakee. Illinois? Mm. Check me out. Um, okay. My 20-something cousin, I'm 16, from, not me, um, from Michigan, was coming to Illinois for the first time in about five years to see everyone, and as we found out a few hours before his arrival, he was bringing his girlfriend from Taiwan. For visionary purposes, we're African-American. Okay. So, they get there and talk to grandmother and stuff, and the girls end up staying with my grandmother Wednesday night. The next morning, my grandmother is sitting in the kitchen and hears... Okay, I'm going to read this verbatim. Boom, boom, bam, boom, boom, bam, boom. And the girl has fallen down the steps. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my grandmother knew that she couldn't have done anything to help her, so after she gets to the bottom of the steps, she goes in there and asks her if she was all right. She was, but it was pretty hilarious. I can tell you how many ta- I can't tell you how many times my grandma and my uncle um, reenact what happened. <laughs> Thankfully, we went on to have a great Thanksgiving dinner. Okay, I thought that the story was going in a totally different direction. <laughs> when at night, Grandma heard through the wall, boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, oh. boom. I thought oh. it was going to get really dark. <laughs> Thankfully, she just fell down the stairs. Yeah, I'm relieved that the girl fell down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and the sound of someone falling down the stairs is at at the same time the most hopeless and the most hilarious sound ever it's like boom 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 boom, boom and you know what's happening oh uh, that's what it was you didn't read it at yeah, quick I didn't read it right do that again boom 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 okay. yeah cut that in what are they in a car I mean that's like nobody falls down that gun. fast it's like boom 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 no that's someone boom, falling boom, down boom, the stairs wearing heelys <laughs> yeah. they're wet they're like iced stairs <laughs> they're, oh okay yeah makes sense but they're somehow they're indoors so that you can hear them <laughs> It's very cold in the house. <laughs> well, I got one here from Katie Warren. She wrote in to tell us about her brother, Jeremy Warren. He, it's really his worst Thanksgiving. Uh, they're from Cleveland, Ohio. So, uh, you know, if anybody knows Jeremy from Cleveland. Be sure to bring this up. Yeah, frequently <laughs> and in situations where there's lots of people around. So, so apparently every Thanksgiving, they stay the night at Grandma's house. Uh, she's, she has two spare beds and a cot. Uh, the parents always use one spare bed, and uh, Katie's brothers and she duke it out over the other spare bed. One of somebody gets the cot, and the other has to sleep in a sleeping bag on the floor. Okay, so this particular year, which is like '98, Jeremy got the sleeping bag. This is imperative to the story. <laughs> anyway, something in our in their food was bad that night, and everyone was sick. Uh, and the the line for the toilet all night long. You know what I'm getting at. Uh, but unlike the rest of them, Jeremy didn't wake up in the middle of the night to take care of his business. Um, uh, Katie's theory is too much turkey, tryptophan, sleeping like a rock. Yeah. Know? Anyway, when everybody woke up the next morning, Jeremy found himself laying in his own 
feces. And then became so disgusted at his situation, he threw up all over himself inside the sleeping bag. Uh, needless to say, they threw away the sleeping bag after that. They night. burned it. Yeah, <laughs> I Jeremy in it. <laughs> we no longer know you. Yeah, yeah. awkward. You're dead to me. He that died at stinky. the Christmas. he died at the table. <laughs> Him and the rabbit with the rabbit. Yeah, it was panic awkward. attack. You had a panic attack. <laughs> Who wouldn't in that situation? <laughs> oh, this one is from Avery jo- Avery Moore and Avery. I almost said Avery Johnson. That'd be interesting <laughs> if he wrote in. Wrote in. Yeah. <laughs> The Rebel Podcast. <laughs> Man, Dirk, he is, he made the best turkey ever. <laughs> Last week, me and Cuban were eating some turkey. <laughs> hey, Stack. Hey, Stack. <laughs> he's the Mavs coach. Yeah, that's the little he's the coach NBA of the Dallas humor. Mavericks. Yeah. He's like, well, he's, like he's huh? a little guy and he talks like this. He's a really strong Christian. Yeah. He's a little fireball. He's a little fireball. <laughs> you gotta love him though. The work, the work, the work ethic that man has. <laughs> they won sixty games last year, people. Sixty games. But we got we got beat in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> Biggest disappointment yes. in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but number eight seed. <laughs> anyway, some, some people enjoy that. Others just fast forward. <laughs> Others stopped listening long ago. But it's like, but it's like the TiVo where you try to fast yeah. forward a podcast, you go you go too far. Yeah. Now they're gonna miss all this. Yeah. So see what you did. <laughs> but now, they don't, that's why you watch basketball. Know. But they don't know because they fast forward too far because they'll hear hilarious laughing. Like, what I miss. <laughs> and like, I, I'm just gonna listen to that whole Avery Johnson thing over again. <laughs> Let's get going with the podcast. <laughs> all right. Well, this one's from Avery Moore, who uh, said he used to serve in the in the military, and he was at his fort in Augusta, Georgia, Fort Gordon, and he was away from home, and so he decided to get up with some platoon buddies. Mm, and always a mistake. Yeah, they're <laughs> and if the, if the movies are in any indication, these are rough cats. <laughs> right. Um, he actually said that. Some of them, it's it's kind of confusing the whole legal situation that he spells out. But some of them were acting like they were married, They're so gay that people. civilians could live in some sort of I, these these guys. Let's just say the law doesn't mean anything to them. <laughs> they break it, yeah. And so, for some reason, he said that they they decided to make a tofu turkey, mm-hmm. and. He goes into a very disgusting um, description of what it is, but he says it is it's the worst thing you could imagine. And I can only imagine if if they have to pack tofu that densely in the size of a turkey. Is it the size of a turkey? Is it like uh, the shape? Tofu is like soft, isn't it? Yeah, it's like yeah. soy. Yeah, but I mean, do they package it's it mushy, like a turkey? Nastiness. You can get yeah. different firmness. <laughs> really? Do they put it in like yeah. a turkey-shaped jelly mold? Yes, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah if it's just like you. That's bl- what I imagine. <laughs> this big gelatin mass that looks like a turkey that's actually tofu. And everyone gets a straw. Yeah, so I don't find it necessary to read his description because we um, we know Avery tofu turkey says it all. Well, he said that the I meal- love tofu turkey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, stack. You carve this here. Here's a straw. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so he said that the meal was over and all the, quote, boys were feeling a little restless and they had to redeem this holiday. And I'm, I'm assume, I can only assume that this take this took place somewhere in the mid '90s because he says there was a new rave club downtown. <laughs> <laughs> Disco so, tech. Yeah. And so they decide that hey, what a great way to redeem the the 
tofu turkey disaster, not being with our families and having to hang out with these roughnecks than go to a rave downtown on Thanksgiving <laughs> night. <laughs> so they good. go to where this supposed rave club is. And it is, in fact, an abandoned strip club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said that they go in, and then the, it was actually the owners had bought had bought it. And he said that uh, the owners, you know, had every intention of making it like a really high end club, but because it was Thanksgiving night, um, <laughs> there wasn't really anyone there. And so he just said that, um, you know, you can only imagine how depressing it is to be standing in the parking lot of an ex strip club on Thanksgiving <laughs> night with a stomach full of tofu turkey away from your family. So, Avery, we thank you for your service, and we're sorry that you're, <laughs> you had such a terrible Thanksgiving. Go Mavs. Yeah, go, 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 go Mavs! <laughs> <laughs> and we're sorry, we're really sorry about your Thanksgiving, but we're also sorry what Golden State did to you in round one of the Western Conference playoffs last year. This one's from Jamie, it doesn't say uh, where he's from, um, but he was on a canoe trip in northern Minnesota, if that gives any clues away, with all of his buddies. Um, and they were, they were kind of going on a trip where they were in an area that was infested with um, Jesse's favorite animal, squirrels. Mm-hmm. It's every area these days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they are vermin. And then um, one of them happened to have a wrist rocket. Now, someone want to tell me what that is? It's a slingshot that has this little... Um, doodad that puts pressure <laughs> okay, on your can someone tell me what a doodad that. is okay. <laughs> it's a slingshot with a doodad yeah, let's keep going, let's keep going. Ba- basically it allows you to shoot things really accurately because it connects to your wrist because of the doodad <laughs> yeah it's, okay. it's very complicated okay well <laughs> they it, only cost like four bucks but I mean hours of engineering time went into these we okay, got one continue. of those we got one of those yep yeah well this, this wrist rocket worked um, and they, they they shot at the squirrel and they nailed it mm. head on but as we all do when we kill animals, we want to check if it's still dead. <laughs> Trust me. We put it in the backseat of the car, and then the deer comes back to life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, they all went over to it, and uh, they went to kind of see how it was dead. And we do this by nudging with our feet, people. Yeah. We give it a little, a little poke. Um, and unfortunately, much to their surprise, it was not dead. Um, and just took, very just, angry. Um, yeah. It jumped onto uh, one of their feet. And just stared. <laughs> didn't attack, didn't move, just stared for what, it says here, what seems like 30 seconds. <laughs> hey, they just froze? Like, they, they just like... Yep, it says frozen with terror. Who wouldn't be? Yeah. Uh, eventually, uh, he started to fling his foot around until the squirrel left. Uh, oh, no, actually, until, it, until he kicked it into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, 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 wait. Flinging it around implies that there were multiple flings. Oh, I mean, sure. I would think that one kick, it's gone. So imagine how terrifying that is, that one kick, it wasn't gone. It's still <laughs> it's like on I think I've misinterpreted. The, the word is actually flailing. Wow. Really? There's flailing involved. Well, here's the thing, Cameron. You're forgetting that squirrels have tiny <laughs> um, razor-sharp fingers that mm-hmm. they... Cl- that they. If a squirrel jumped on my foot, I'm just saying, what I would think is, kick my foot, it'll, it'll run away. One kick won't if, do I, it. If I mm-hmm. kick my foot and it does not leave my foot i'm terrified I'm freaking yeah. out all of a sudden i <laughs> panic and die yeah just shoot me with a wrist rocket right in the face there's take me squirrel, out take me attached out. to my foot yeah yeah at least knock me out i can't believe this guy had the presence of mind to keep flailing his foot 
I, I literally would have stopped. You would have like played yeah. dead. I would have died. <laughs> and there's you no indication here. <laughs> yeah. There's no indication here of the age of uh, of these gentlemen on their trip, but um, it does say that for ten minutes they didn't speak because of the fear. <laughs> <laughs> and it also says that not one of them slept that night <laughs> because because you're thinking. Oh no, we've made it angry. Yeah, that's all you're thinking. They wake you're up and they look at like over the bedposts and they see a squirrel. Like, <laughs> oh no, not just one. He's brought friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you kicked him into the woods. He just got others. Yeah. Oh man. Have you seen He's that commercial, Jesse? Where one? they're driving the car and all of a sudden the squirrel jumps in oh, and starts yeah. singing, <laughs> and then all the animals. We always think. Of I you. would rather have the because they have like uh, like a squirrel and then like you know all these woodland creatures, a little mm-hmm. canary, and then they have some like a wolf <laughs> yeah. jump in. I would rather have a big timber wolf have be in my car with me than a squirrel because at least I know where it is. Yeah, it's you, like I can see him in the rearview mirror yeah. and I can just open the door and jump out. Yeah, you know, like yeah. tuck and roll the squirrel. He could he could be in my pocket by now. You know, like, he could be anywhere. Even if I escape the car, there's no escaping it. You know? fear, no, your fear of, squir- of squirrels is making you irrational. You would rather have something that at most could give you a bite deep enough to need a tetanus jab. Repeated bites. You, you'd rather have yeah several, but still it would they would be fixable. A wolf could take your neck away. At it could kill you. Hey, at least it's fast. <laughs> at least I'm not. Like, maybe it isn't. Maybe he bites you and drags you back to the pack. <laughs> then what? Well, here's the thing: that squirrel could be anywhere. In the psychological game, the squirrel has so many advantages. But see, the the thing that Jesse does point out correctly is that with a wolf being in the car, you at least can keep your eye on it. Yeah. You know where your adversary is at all times. The thing about yeah. the squirrel is. It's underneath yeah. you. And, and Lord, I'm you, gonna, yeah, I, I'm going to just give an example to prove my point <laughs> that squirrels are by nature psychologically terrifying. There's actually an adjective named after them for someone who's acting weird, squirrely. Like, oh, he's acting squirrely. Stay away. Uh, you don't say there's anyone acting woofy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would like, I would call somebody like um, squirrely like Avery Johnson. <laughs> yeah, a really mad Avery Johnson. I wouldn't want him in my car. <laughs> yeah, you can't keep your eye on him. He's everywhere. Look out! <laughs> sit down and buckle up, Avery. <laughs> you sit down. I'm sitting down. It doesn't even make sense. Shut up. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for your feedback for this week's editorial question of the week. Here we go. Editorial question of the week. Hey. Since we heard such a lovely, wonderful story from Lloyd about his animal story oh. with the pig. Oh, no. We would like to know if you guys have any crazy, random, Awful gross... things that happened. With animals. Unspeakable. <laughs> Unspeakable. Yeah, and don't illegal. speak them. Yeah, don't speak them. Type them. <laughs> we will speak them. Next week, we'll get into the Christmas spirit. We'll, we'll start ramping up, you know, but we got to have one last week. Yeah, so... I'm not, no, I'm not saying that they have to be like Lloyd's story yeah. because I frankly think that there aren't any others. Like Lloyd's story. <laughs> I no, do have several animals. I mean, I, I volunteered at that place for a while. So they would make me stay over and the only room available was the one that had seven ferrets in it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd have to sleep in a room that had ferrets <laughs> sleeping in it too. And they would, I mean... I, did, I got at least kind of an hour and a half top sleep. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. How do you sleep in a room full of ferrets? Yeah. Still. That's like driving in a car full of squirrels. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I had goats put in my shoes. 
cat's wee on my head. Wait, wait. Do you say <laughs> were your feet in the shoes? No, I took my. I had Welly, Wellington boots. And I took them off at the door. Is that like Beef Wellington? Yeah, we, I have no <laughs> idea what that is. Wellington boots. Like Beef work Wellington. Boots? No, not work boots. Wellington boots. Like okay. Beef Wellington. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying it until it makes sense. Wellington oh, okay. boots, people. Wellington boots. Sure. Oh. It's like oh. the beef, Jesse. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, they're like, um, what they're made out of. Like, I guess, rubber or... Okay. Oh. Kind of like rain boots? Rain yeah. boots here. Rain boots. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, um, I took them off at the door to have my lunch. And when I came out, one of them was full. Full, yeah, pretty much. Mm. How did it aim that it's well? Can aim. It, it it didn't like me. The same goat, whenever I wasn't looking, <laughs> would butt me in the back, <laughs> like the pig. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, I think like I know you, why you're confused with the boots. You're thinking of Paddington. Paddington Bear wore them. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not confused. It is you that is confused. Paddington. <laughs> <laughs> He's thinking of Paddington Bear. He didn't have boots. He had a little raincoat and little boots. rain boots. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. The blue coat, the red boots. Yeah, yeah. I remember. That's okay. Well, we've all made that mistake. <laughs> but you only make that but mistake But we don't once. tolerate it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if you've had horrible experiences with animals, or, you know, maybe one latched onto your foot and you had to flail to get it off. I can't, I can't remember if I told the story before about my friend who was dating a girl whose dad had a pet monkey. And apparently, <laughs> <laughs> apparently this species of monkey um, is very aggressive. Toward, it's very kind and very human-like, except in the wild it has a natural dispensation to hate the youngest member of its family. Sort of some, I guess it's some mm. sort of instinctive survival tactic where the youngest and weakest is hated. That sometimes happens in humans, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the girl that he was dating actually was the youngest in the family, and I guess by her physical demeanor was smaller than everyone, so the monkey hated her. <laughs> right? <laughs> so he, this is, this is a, a secondhand story because it was told to her, it was told to him by the girl. And the guy told me, because it, she, this terrified her. <laughs> one time well first sometimes the monkey would kind of act crazy like it would be in a cage and its dad loved the monkey like loved it like a child and he would go to the we cage to, I want to know more about this dad and why <laughs> I will call the, I will try to contact the guy I haven't talked to him in a while and and get more great stories about this monkey no I just want to know about the dad kind of why he is the way he is why he loves the monkey so much like a child don't know anyway but he said that one time he was actually over there, and he's like, come on, let, let me show you the monkey. And so he walks over to the monkey cage. And with his monkey, girlfriend. Well, this is with the dad. Oh, okay. And the, the monkey reaches over and grabs the dad by like the head, the top of the head, and just won't let go. And Sean said it was very awkward. Like he's like, "Sorry, he never does this." Like, <laughs> and he had to like literally pull his head out of a monkey grip. So, so this is a big monkey, like orangutan size. Yeah, I, I'm not sure, but from what I understand, it's because not large. like a, sp- a spider monkey. Apes. Oh, yeah, a spider monkey's not going to do that. To yeah, you. no, no, it's okay. not a tiny. So it's a monkey. Yeah, it's it's small person size. Okay. So anyway, the girl knows that this thing has been acting irrationally and especially aggressive. So one night. She is uh, on the computer in the in the office in, in her house. Where the monkey lives. And the, the monkey lives in the house, yes. Uh, the monkey's not in the room. Oh, okay. So she's just on the computer, on the computer, <laughs> on the computer, just working away, and she looks in the reflection of the screen, and behind her, the <laughs> monkey is standing. <laughs> 
And she said, like, terror, <laughs> just pure terror came over her. Like, it somehow got out of its cage and snuck into the room where she was and was just standing behind her, staring at her. And she sees a reflection in the screen, right? <laughs> and so she said, like, as she froze. And I hated that it... I mean, it's it's weird that it came to this. The whole story's weird. What am I saying? She said there was a letter opener on the table, and she, like, just slowly reached over and grabbed it in her hand, thinking, okay, it's gonna go down. I don't want it to have to come to this, but here we go. She said right then, she looked in the reflection of the mirror, and she saw her dad's reflection. He's like, honey, don't move. And the dad took off his belt and just cracked the monkey in the back to, like, you know, get its attention and grabbed it and wrestled it back to the cage. And she said, he needs let to get off rid of like that monkey. Monkey yelp. Like, yeah! <laughs> like, what do you do? Like, you, you, you're sitting at the computer, you see that, and it's like, don't move. There's an evil monkey that hates you. It's like Family Guy. Yeah, it's like There's Family a Guy. Monkey. There's a very strong, aggressive monkey that hates you standing right behind you. I'm going to crack it with my belt. You hide under the desk. That's crazy. Wow. wow. So sometimes when I don't I'm know driving, what happened to the monkey. Sometimes when I'm driving, when I look in the rearview mirror, I, I, I occasionally see the pig's face. <laughs> and he's laughing. And I turn around and, and he's not there. You actually have told that story on the podcast because oh, really? I, well, I remember a long time ago when people were doing like movie posters and stuff yeah. that there was a movie poster that somebody did at one point where they had a monkey reflection I in, remember. A, in a computer. Yeah. Oh, bummer. Well, well it's still it's funny. It's still hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone still laughs. So. I, still I know it. you've all heard it. <laughs> I got I got mauled by a baby tiger once. Whoa. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, Back when I was younger and I was doing the TV show, yeah. I interviewed people that trained animals for a living. And so we went out to this huge farm where they did all this training and I had to throw the meat down on, you know, a little like whatever, on the ground. And this baby tiger came running over, but he didn't stop. And he like get, got on me and got all entangled in my shirt and stuff. It was, it was quite panicky. Did, he have, did they declaw him? No, he had claws. He was he was he was still little, and so you, they you, were able to pull him off. Yeah, within I was gonna a say, if seconds. you fight back on a baby tiger, you look. Just sick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that is it's the cutest thing. Oh no, I would have pummeled that thing, and then for the rest of my life, said, you know, I once beat up a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to town on it. Yeah, I wrestled a tiger and won. <laughs> and, and also, a little baby um, gorilla fell in love with me. And I, I held it like the whole and time. His name was Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> he fell asleep on me. It was very cute. He was a nice monkey. <laughs> Did you have to keep a letter, letter opener in your pocket at all times? <laughs> at all Just times. I gave TV me one when I walked this? in the doors. What TV show is this? Um, I did a TV show called Real Life 101 when I was 19, so, 18 and 19. It's a children's educational show. Yeah, it's like a Saturday morning show. Yeah. And I we interviewed people with different jobs to find out what it's like to be what they do. Some, something like that. It's and still on the air. Like in Minnesota and stuff, they still show the, the episodes yeah. that she was on. Do you get like residuals just rolling in? <laughs> yeah, just rolling in. <laughs> Looks like the, the Tiger episode <laughs> played again. <laughs> no, I, I did a TV show once, but not in the, it wasn't in any way kind of that, that cool. I was like seven. And they they went to local <laughs> schools. This cable station was it, Chicken. Mr. Bean? No, it was called. It was <laughs> this called was on the telly. On the telly. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> it was called the Children's Channel, and it was on cable networks. But um, 
yeah, they went to schools trying to find kids who are into like arts and crafts, and I was. But um, and my family, like, they ridicule me still about this. <laughs> but I, have you ever heard of quilling? Quilling. Quilling. Mm-mm. Okay. Sounds pretty nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a reason you haven't heard about it. It's you get paper and you roll, roll it on sticks, uh-huh. and then it makes like spirals, uh-huh. and then you glue the spirals to card, and you make things. Okay. And okay, so I. You were alone. You were an child, expert, right? Yeah, <laughs> I was. So I'd done this stuff, and they'd seen Runescape it. Runescape does rule. <laughs> <laughs> and so I made this thing, and then I had them at, like at school. I'd made them at school, so they said, "Can you come in and and talk about them on this TV show?" And there's like this <laughs> lady in her forties was presenting it. And the thing is, at home, I'm I don't know what they're called. I think is it sh- scrimping or shrimping scissors that cut in zigzags. Okay. I'm, I'm looking at mine because I, d- I doubt these guys would know that. It's for like when you do yeah. like... Scrapbooking and Scrapbooking. stuff. Scrapbooking, there you go. So I had... My mum had some of these scissors. And so we, on this TV show, she said, Oh, that, that's... Lloyd, that's a lovely um, effect you've got going on on the, on the ra- on just around the edges of that badge. How, how did you do that? <laughs> so I just kind of... I couldn't think of the name. I was on television when I was seven. So my response was... I have some special scissors. My, I have them at home, and they are special. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Since then, if whenever they get the opportunity, my brother and my sister say, Are you got special scissors? Are you going to cut it with special scissors? I, I have not lived that down. So I wish my TV career was was more impressive than that. But I, It's I, not like you're wrestling tigers. Sometimes I see that tape. At home, and I think... Oh, we need to get it. a copy of that. Burn it. Yeah. No, you don't. Yes. Upload it. Yeah, upload Lloyd. it to YouTube. <laughs> Lloyd, Lloyd was not a pretty child. <laughs> There's a reason they kept the camera on his hands doing crap. <laughs> Face for radio. <laughs> well, well, you're here on the podcast, so... Yeah. <laughs> You've made it. <laughs> uh, if you want to answer the editorial question of the week, write in to <laughs> feedback at relevantmagazine.com. Or editorial at relevantmagazine.com. We check them both. Uh, make sure to tune in next week because we have an interview with Dallas Jenkins about his new movie, Midnight Clear, which is kind of a dark indie Christmas film. Uh, and also, we have a live in-studio performance of Christmas Christmas songs by Jars of Clay. Very cool. Jars of Clay. And, uh, so, and, and next week, we'll kick off the... Christmas season for the podcast, so that'll that'll kick it off big, and then we'll have some other stuff planned in weeks after that for the Christmas season. So make sure to tune back in. Many thanks to Lloyd for sitting in today uh, for our British invasion edition of the podcast. I think your wisdom and uh, pers- international perspective added a nice flavor to this week's podcast. Thank you. Well done. Cheerio. All. <laughs> all right. So that, on that note, we'll wrap up the podcast. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Maya Strang. And I'm Lloyd Kinsey. We'll see you next week. I have some special scissors. I have them at home and they are special.